Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, and all my patrons, all you patrons, uh, you thank you so much. Uh, I don't know what else to say other than I'm, I'm glad uh, you're here for me. I'm here for you. And uh, thanks. Yeah, that's I guess I'm, I'm speechless. Your support is so great. Uh, thanks. And let's get out the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Whether it's uh, thoughts, you know, things on your mind you're thinking about, uh, feelings, emotions coming up for you. Uh, physical sensations, uh, changes in, you know, schedule or time or temperature, uh, stuff, you know, stuff, uh, it could be travel, could be weather, it could be, you know, it could be not feeling great, uh, and that could mean any variety of things, but whatever it is, uh, whatever's keeping you awake, I'm here to keep you company, and I'm, I'm ideally going to take your mind off of stuff, uh, as you drift off and fall asleep and what i'm gonna do is that how you normally start the show uh i'm leaning in an extra a little extra bit here tossing to remind you welcome this sleep with me podcast but we do with a bedtime story all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights and press play i'm gonna do the rest what i'm going to attempt to do okay safe place to take your mind off whatever's keeping you awake okay the way i'm gonna do it uh, you, you know, I'm always reviewing things, uh, but I have this nice safe place set aside here. Safe place reviews. Uh, this safe place is uh, pretty malleable, uh, so hopefully I can make it malleable. Just like, you know, cats kind of figure, I wonder if cats have a different definition, or, or they always check, they say, oh, I wonder if, let me, let me, let me mush on this and see if it's malleable. I mean, I guess there's other ways to find out if something's malleable, but you see, what if a cat, I guess malleable would be a tough name for a cat, uh, but you could call them mal, malleable. And you say, what are you doing, malleable? You're checking to see if that bed's malleable? It, it, I don't know exactly what the definition of malleable is, but uh, you're scrimping and scrunching, aren't you there? So, oh, uh yeah, so I have a safe place set aside. What I'm going to do also, in addition, is to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. I'm going to go off topic. I'm, I'm going to be here to keep you company is the main thing and to take your mind off stuff. So if you're new, let me give you a couple of things. Heads up, if you will. Uh, about the podcast because it is a bit different than most podcasts and uh, yeah I just want you to make sure you feel comfortable and you say what am I what did I get myself into here what is going on and when you do that just picture that cat push 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 and uh, alternating I wonder if any cats use it like most cats seem to use an alternating paw method from what I've seen uh I don't know if there's any cats that do a dual paw push. Instead, they say left, right, right, left, right, right, left. Uh, 
I don't even know if they do that. But you never see them do push, 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 push uh, with two paws. And, and I mean, but but I mean, I'm sure there is. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there are. But uh, what was they talking about? Oh, uh, I was trying to help the new listener. Okay, so, yeah, you might say, what's going on with that cat? It's not doing the alternating paw method. This So the podcast is a bit like that. So I say structurally is where it can throw people off right away. And that's okay. Like, uh, like uh, if it, it's t- t- totally natural, because the show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep it free for everybody. Then there's a long and winding intro. Like, uh, oh boy, is it, it's not too long. Though. It's like twelve to eighteen to nineteen to twenty to seventeen to sixteen, fifteen, fourteen, sometimes thirteen minutes. And it's where I introduce reg- new listeners to the podcast, and at the same time. I've learned that it's kind of this long and winding intro is an important, it's I'm introducing, I mean, like a regular listener every night needs an introduction to bedtime. I don't know. Maybe that's what I should call something that I do work on. An introduction to bedtime every single night. A personalized introduction to bedtime is really what the intro is. Whether you're new or you're regular, it gives you a chance to wind down. Yeah, I say, well, most introduction scoots are like one to two minutes. And I say, well... Yeah, most are. You are correct on that. Uh, but this gives you time to wind down or unwind. Or what if you, some people might, I mean, this could be counterintuitive, but it might be relaxing is wounding. I mean, I realize it's called winding. Uh, but, it, well, you, oh, either one, you could do some winding. I think I've talked about this before, but what if we had... Uh, this could be another thing. Remember, we had Tube Town, which was where a business I thought of where people could inflate uh, inner tubes and, and things for relaxation and fun. Oh, fun. And then I had a, a, a perforation party zone, I think it was called, where you could perforate things with uh, hole punches and stuff and then jump in pits of perforated uh, paper. And this third one, I already forgot what I was talking about. Uh I, did, I really did. Well, we could have the, 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 the malleable zone with the cats. But what was I already, I, I for, literally forgot what I was talking about. Uh, long and winding intros, perforation. As soon as I saw that uh, tube town, I said, I want to go down to tube town and uh, inflate some tubes. Uh, but it was whatever it was. It was another kind of relaxing thing. What was it? It was uh, talking about long, the wind down, the bedtime story. I don't know. That's how fast I lose the thread. Oh, wounding. There we go. And winding. Wounding and winding. So if we had that, I mean, the metaphorically, that's what this podcast is doing in the reverse. But say, now see, you know, there used to be clocks you could wind or watch. There still are. Uh, but uh, the the problem is you can only you only wind them so much, or like the kids in movies, they wind the watch too much. Or the uh, there used to be cars you would wind them. You would always overwind them. Totally natural. This would be like like it would be you would it, it would have to do something, but you could wind it as much as you want for relaxation. But it would also drive some sort of perpetual motion thing. I mean, not forever, obviously, but, uh, so that's one thing. 
then you could do wounding. Well, you say, Scooch, that's just not. And I say, well, if you're wounding, I'd say you don't wind string, right? You wound it. Uh, so let's say you had a ball of yarn. Now, kittens, don't get too excited because we're not, this is, we're doing the opposite right now. I mean, someone's got to wound those balls of yarn, right? I mean, they don't just put themselves in, uh, you know, stock photos for nothing of kittens in the background. Because when I see yarn at a store, it's like in some sort of uh, loop or something, right? This is something I never thought about. I said, how does that stuff get wound up anyway? You say, well, how I how I unwind is I wound. At wound and wind, uh, Right next to Tube Town in the Perforation Party Zone, where you could wound any number of things uh, to unwind. So what was I saying? I guess I was saying that the intro kind of goes on and on in some sense like that to help you unwind as you get ready for bed or as you're in bed so the day can kind of drift away. Now, there are about 2% of listeners that skip straight to the story. So if you skip ahead to about 20 minutes every time, you'll be pretty close to the story, but it kind of moves around. Uh, so you could do that. And then there's probably like 2% of uh, listeners who support the show on Patreon so that they can listen to story. They, they get their own story-only versions of the episodes. So those are some options. But so that's the intro. It's long, it's windy. And it helps you get all unwindy, you know, just like if you, yeah, come on down to wound uh, and unwind, but by winding stuff, uh, it's not a paradox. It's just the way we do things here. Wound down, wound down where you've been unwound by making, by wounding. I, I was wowed. That would be one Yelp review that we probably wouldn't get. Why was I wound when I came on down to, to wound? And wind. So anyway, where was I? Holy cow. So that's the intro. And then there's a story. Uh, tonight will be our episodically modular series, Gippisos, uh, 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 like, uh, which will be a nice, you know, relaxing tale. Uh, tonight it'll be, I've just been working on it. It'll be like a little bit of uh, a smaller theme park, uh, a visit to the, actually the company that runs it and a lot of meetings, but you know, that's the kind of sleepy part of a theme park. So that's, a, then there's some in, thank yous at the end. So it goes business, uh, intro, a little business, uh, then the story, then the thank yous is the structure. Uh, so, so a couple other things to know is, uh, that, uh, so if you're new is that, uh, it's a podcast you don't really need to listen to. You could kind of passively, almost loosely can, can, can consume it. Uh, like Just like it's a little bit uh, like you can barely hear it or it's out of focus. Uh, you can listen, uh, uh, but, but you don't need to. You can kind of just see how it goes. That's why most people say, oh, it takes two or three tries uh, to figure out if the podcast is going to work for you or not. So just kind of imagine the podcast is a cloud floating on by. So it's a podcast you don't really need to listen to, but there's also no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here to, to, to keep you company as you drift off. Uh, so I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bud, your boar bay, your boar sib, your boar cuz, uh, your boar bestie, if you know, if you so choose. Uh, to be just be here as your bedtime companion. And now if you can't sleep, also you should know. 
uh, I'll be here to the very end. So whether you're awake or asleep, I'm here to I'm here to keep you company. You're, yeah, that's my job. Uh, and the other thing is, I make the show because I know how it feels. I've been there in the deep dark night, tossing and turning. And, uh, you know, I know how it feels even recently. So believe me, uh, I'm here to help. So that's, uh, so I'm here to help. Uh, you don't need to listen, but you can, uh, and you, you know, no pressure to fall asleep. The shows are an hour to give you plenty of uh, time to drift off. And I, I hope you know and you understand that, that, uh, you do deserve a good night's sleep. The reason I make the show is not only because I know how it feels, because I think the world is a better place when you're rested and in it, uh, and you could be out there flourishing and living your life. Uh, so I think that's it. I mean, you know, you know, uh, see how it goes if you're new. Give it a few tries. And then, yeah, one day, you know, there'll be, I guess it wouldn't be a theme park, a Sleep With Me theme park. It'd be more like, a, you know, like in a low-traffic mall. They say, whatever happened to that escape room? Oh, uh, what happened to that thing where you paint rabbits, uh, ceramic rabbits? Uh what about that thing where kids climbed on uh, playground equipment, but it was inside and you had to pay money for that? Well, those n- none of those worked out. Oh, so what's what's in there now? Some really successful stuff? Well, we'll see. There's a, The first shop is a place called Tube Town, where uh, you could go in and inflate inner tubes of any size. It's for birthday parties, fun, stress relief, exercise. It's called Tube Town. Wait a second. So you go there and you inflate. Oh boy, is it so? You can paint. You could also paint or roll. They have tube-based games. Uh, it's right now. It's a thing. Uh, who knows? In six months, you know, people might. Uh, they might have had too much. Too much tubes. You know. Okay. Interesting. What's next door? A perforation party zone. You could also go from room to room, but the perforation party zone is for people that like to perforate things or punch things. I mean, hole hole punch things or, you know, stamping. Uh, We have, you know, different ways of uh, perforating paper uh, in plastics sometimes, uh, recycled only. And there's also a perforation pit you can jump in. And perforate, you know, you throw. There's a lot of throwing of perforated paper. Okay, what's this last place called? Uh, last one, Scoots already forgot what it was, even though he remembered. It, he forgot again. Oh, it's called Wind and Wound. It's where you can wind things. Oh boy, so many things to wind. Not just clocks. You know, everything is modernized, uh, so it can't be overwound. And then there's a wounding section where you can wind, wind up, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, ropes, uh, strings, uh, knits, uh, even other things. Uh, yeah, we did. That is a that is an experimental area, the, the uh, spaghetti winding station. So that's it. Uh, so that's what you know. The, ideally, the podcast kind of does that for you. Uh, until we get that built. I, I mean, I don't really, that sounds like way too much work and uh, management for me, but, you know, I can't give the idea away for free. So, you know, just, uh, you know, consult me. Uh, so anyway, I'm here to help. I'm really here to, to help you fall asleep. I really appreciate you coming by and checking out the show, and I appreciate your time. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive because uh, I want to help you fall asleep, and here's a couple of ways we're able to do it free for everybody.
All right, hey everybody, it's uh, time for our ongoing episodically modular series, Get Bissos, uh, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny's uh, escape from purgatory and return to Earth uh, to get Jif Bissos. Uh, in season three, which we're in now, uh, they're trying to get Jif out of trouble. Uh, previously, they were, you know, out to get him another way, but, uh, you know, just to teach him to be kind. And now, Jif's uh, on a quest uh, to deal with someone called Zbiff, uh, who runs a social media shopping, social shopping um, sharing platform, I believe it's called. Uh, so, so they're there to help their buddy Jif. Uh, so the tale is: uh, this is an ongoing episodically modular series. If you're new, uh, it's a Richard Warren Se- character, fictional characters named Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny. Formal, formerly uh, retail uh, giants, uh, now passed on to another realm. Then they were in purgatory. They got bored, and they said, "Let's go to Earth." And uh, the, the, we see this person with this company, who's uh, you know eclipsed our empires. Uh, Let's go see what we can do to uh, you know not be helpful to him at first. Then they became friends. They had a bunch of adventures. Then they were ended up back in purgatory. This time, all three of them, three friends. Uh, then Jif escaped purgatory and went to Earth uh, in a quest for someone named Zbiff uh, in their social sharing shopping platform to to, to try to um, uh, get them in the a grander sense of the, the thing of saying, "Hey, this is I don't know if this is great for everybody." Uh, but uh, Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny were not sure their friend Jif could. Uh, they just want to make sure Jif was going to be, you know, they said, let's go help him and make sure he doesn't get himself in a pickle. So they headed to Earth. Uh, and uh, that's basically where we are. It's, uh, it's just, a, a episode, you know, episodically modular, a hint of seriality. Uh, I think that's all you really need to know. Main characters, Richard Warren Sears uh, and James Cashpenny. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're trying to... Oh, so they're each each episode they're trying to find Jif because they don't know where Jif is. And uh, maybe they're trying to get to Z-Biff uh, before Jif does. Perfect thing to sleep to. And here's our Hollywood announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. As the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary, it's time yeah, to take a journey back to Earth from Purgatory. With Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny starring in Season 3 of Get Besos. Uh, yeah. uh, thanks, Antonio. Uh, why don't you uh, kick back and uh, we'll hang for a little bit later. Play, play, a, little, play a little, you know, play something. That sounds great. Just go to her. Thank you. All right. That's Antonio Banderas. This is Get Besos. All right, buddy. This is the place, I guess. Uh, um, I don't know about the... Why is this building... Uh, what, what kind of colors do you call those, James? Uh, Richie, those are pastel colors. Uh, this is uh, the corporate HQ. This is where we're supposed to go. Okay. Okay. Hey, I don't know. I, 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 so this is a corporation... Oh, Richie, I just—I was just guessing. I think it's—it's it's a headquarters of Parade Rain, but it's spelled like rain, like a, the Royal Rain. A royal Rain is that when when uh, when when uh, uh, like uh, 
What are those people called? Aristocrats? Said, no, no, that's what we, we were. Monarchs, Richie, I think is the word you're looking for. Yeah, when a monarch cries, is that royal reign? Y- yeah, I guess so. But this is parade reign. Yeah, but yeah, that kind of reign, I guess. Uh, in some, Well, no, no, no. It's not reign, R-A-I-N. Uh, Richie, I could see the giant sign right there in the neon. What is that? Neon magenta. Is that hot pink, James? It is, but it looks like it's a hot pink. A cat, it's like a cotton candy font. Oh, boy. It sounds like a bunch of nincompoops in here. Okay, let's just go in. Yeah, hi, hi. We're here. Uh, we're here to, uh, uh, excuse me, James. Uh, sorry, my assistant's a little flustered. Uh, yeah, we're here to see the boss. Uh, it's, it's that simple. Okay, who are you? Uh, we're uh, Richie and James. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we're, here, we're here to consult uh, on behalf of, uh, it just, just uh, can you get, get, get someone that's in charge here? I'm, I'm sorry, my, my, my uh, superior here, he's not super, hi, how you doing? I, I'm James, uh, nice to meet you. Oh, hello, I'm Helen. Well, hi, Helen. Uh, we're here, we're, we're here on a consult, we're, we're a surprise consultants. I don't know if you've heard of us, uh, uh, but we're here to, to help, I, I guess, is the simplest thing. We've been sent, and we're here to help you and your company. And we're just wondering, we're not here selling anything. We're, we're the surprise consultants. I don't know if it's a surprise, so you might not have heard about it. Uh, so if we could just, we're not sure where we should start. So we just need to know who we should report to. You know, my boss, he's not used to reporting to anyone, even though he does, because we're consult right? The customer's always right. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, but we we just needed to, we just needed to check in I guess and get started helping. Okay, well uh, I don't see now who who are you with the surprise consultants? Uh, I mean I buzzed but buzzed the the the, the, the office, uh, but jeez uh, uh, I told you that Jif uh, James we got a Jif just put us in a lurch. Uh, okay, let's not talk about Jif. What what? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you? Are you? Wait a second. Are you with uh, Jay Jiffy? Are you consultants for Jay Jiffy? We've been trying to get a hold of Jay Jiffy. Uh, Jay Jiffy. Well, we just call him Jiff. Uh, but yeah, we're that's why we're surprised consultants. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I'll send you right up. Uh, just go through those doors, uh, and someone will be there to greet you in just a second. I'm so excited. So, have you? Do you know Jay Jiffy? Uh, do we know him? Uh, it's it's not that big. He, Jay Jiffy, would you'd be disappointed if you knew him? Oh, that it didn't. That sounds like something he, he'd say. Okay, just go ahead through. I'm sorry, I got to stick to the main desk. Okay, thank you so much, Helen. Uh, J- J- Richie, you got to tone it down. This is uh, we're we're supposed to be undercover surprise consultants helping and figuring out. Okay, just just calm down. Did, did you hear them? You called they called Jiff J Jiffy. Okay, let's. Oh wait, here comes someone. Oh hi, hi, hi I'm James. This is Richie. Why? Oh hello, I'm Ronnie. Uh, nice to meet both of you. Uh, so I heard you're uh, you're you're friends with uh, J Jiffy. You're here with on behalf of J Jiffy. We, we, you know the the the. I can't believe it. We didn't think. Uh, we we just tried to reach out, you know, to to hire J Jiffy for some 
commissions. We didn't think we'd actually, it was almost a lark, uh, James. Uh, make sure they're talking about the same GIF, because uh, this sounds like someone that's competent in that GIF. Oh, yeah, well, we, we are here on behalf to help, uh, on behalf of Jay Jiffy and the Surprise Consultants. Well, that sounds like something Jay Jiffy would do. Surprise Consultants. Now, tell me, like, when you hear me say Jiff, Jay Jiffy, what do you think of Roni? Oh, well, I think of, you know, that street artist turned disruptor, Jay Jiffy. I mean, everybody knows uh, uh, disrupting Z-Biff and parody, satire, and most of all, random, you know, street art and stuff. Uh, and how surprised consulting right when, I mean... I don't want to come across, uh, but we, we're, we're really, uh, your timing, we need some outside-of-the-box thinking, like, today. Uh, well, the only place outside-the-box gets you is out, uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, so that's what you think of when we say J-Jiffy, J-I-F-F, uh, you're thinking of the same J-Jiffy, uh, okay, r- r- excuse me one second, Ronnie. Richie, uh, we just need to help. It doesn't matter. We we can't quibble about Jif or Jif. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, principles may not matter to you, James, but they do to me. But I understand, you know, they need my help and your help. Uh, you, you, so, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and... Uh, how, how could we help you, Ronnie? Oh, it's Ronnie, but thanks. Uh, oh, sorry. I've never seen uh, a workplace that has uh, na- oval name tags before, except... Uh, you know, like uh, place, service place, you know, places, restaurants, parks, those kind of things. Oh, so you're really coming in. So, Jay, you really are fresh eyes. Jay Jiffy doesn't, you're, are you not familiar with Parade Rain? Um, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I have a funny joke about it uh, that I'm still, wor- yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with uh, the Crying Monarchs uh, and Syrup Sweet Park. You must know about Syrup Sweet Park, right? Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, why don't you just treat us uh, like we're 100% fresh eyes, we know nothing, and let's just go like that, that we're 100% right, that you're, we're fresh eyes. Uh, oh, wow, this is exciting. I mean, it's not very exciting times here, uh, but I'm glad you're here. I don't. I guess I don't even know like where to start. I mean, we could go, why don't we start down the hall? Uh, but before I before I bring you back, so you're actually here to help, though. Now, this isn't a performance piece. Uh, for J- I mean, I know Jay Jiffy's helped through art, and pay, but but I just want to make sure because we're gonna, I'm going to reveal. I'll tell you everything if if you're really here to help us. Uh, yeah, we're here to please don't quite. Yes, so we're here to help. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, Ronnie, we're we're here to help, and uh, R.W., yeah, just try to roll, like, uh, you know, we're here, uh, we're here really to help, uh, so, uh, yeah, and also don't believe everything you read about J. Jiffy, it's not, just because, uh, uh, like, there are brains behind all, all people, uh, as Rich was saying, he's the brains, I I guess I'm the, uh, the mouthpiece, and J. Jiffy's, uh, Let's just pretend that, okay? Oh, are you like his suits? Like you're his like business, the business side of things? Uh, of course, yes. We, we, I mean, we're wearing suits. Uh, 
And uh, well, no, no, not exactly, Ronnie. Let's just try to. We're a blank slate, and we're here to to be filled in with everything that's going on here at Parade Rain, which already had between the uh, pastel colors out front, and then the uh, the name of your company. We're really curious and uh, curious what kind of help you could use. Okay, well, I guess I should start at the beginning then, because if you're fresh eyes, maybe I could walk you through it. And somewhere on the process, uh, you'll, I mean, we're making a big decision, and actually today was the day. And when I say we, I mean, I'm, it's really my decision to make. I mean, we got ourselves into like kind of an algorithmic pickle, but, uh, yeah, let me walk you back. So these, this is the hallway, the historic hallway, I guess. Uh, and so this is where it all started. You can see this mural here kind of shows uh, uh, the history, the, the beginnings of the company when grandma and grandpa, uh, that's that's the, the first uh, syrup tree that uh, grandma, they owned this. We're, we're now we're, we're a few, a few uh, we're on the other side of town from... Uh, we keep the corporate headquarters separate from the park, or parks, I guess, in this case. Yeah, but so this is the, that was the first syrup tree, and the, 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 these were the groves uh, where Grandma started uh, her syrup business, and then that was just a roadside stand when this was the main uh, thoroughfare through the states. And then uh, they got really lucky because there was when when they did the interstates, they built it right over. Uh, so that's when uh, Grandpa realized uh, that this could become a little bit of an attraction. And that's when he started. That's when Syrup Sweet Park started, which was originally just a roadside place to get Grandma syrup and have picnic lunches. Uh, and then it slowly expanded, as you could see. You know, first it was just uh, food and syrup and sweets. Uh, syrup a sweet park has uh, always been called, though. Well, until we took off the park, but uh, that's later. So, yeah, you see here, then uh, there was the pony rides, uh, then the magic acts, uh, then Grandpa added the Ferris wheel, and then not long after that, there's the first uh, iteration of Serp Suite, uh, which, you know, was at the time Serp Suite Park. It was the first uh, what we would call theme park uh, in, in, in the world, you know, different than an amusement park, which was this roadside amusement at first, Grandpa would readily admit. But, you know, it slowly grew and... Uh, it kind of paved the way. You know, there's a lot of other theme parks that have developed around uh, other intellectual properties. But we're, ours was the first immersive park uh, where you immersed yourself in a roll. And the whole park was syrup sweet, uh, which, uh, you know, at the time, I mean, I know I'm a little close to it. But uh, to think about uh, these paradoxes that we all live in, uh, how far ahead Grandpa was. Uh, to lean in and past the idea of over-the-top uh, sweetness. Uh, I mean, I think it was the sweetness of Grandma's uh, syrup and her influence. You know, they worked together, uh, but she was much more on, on the service side and uh, and the behind-the-scenes and numbers. Uh, Grandpa was the one that loved the idea of the amusements and fun. 
And so, yeah, there's Syrup Sweet. And uh, the, once it became Syrup Sweet Park, you know, yeah, there's at the center of the park, you could see when uh, the Rocket Candy Mountain Castle, a mountain and a, a castle uh, built into one. And the, the the hub and spoke design that's very popular. Now, Grandpa wasn't the first to invent that. So, you know, that was based on European cities. Uh, and, you know, other theme parks in other areas uh, d- did adopt it as well uh, in the different lands and uh, uh, all the syrup sweetness. Okay. Uh, so this is a big amusement park based on maple syrup. Uh, and is this in, uh, we're not in Canada, though. I'm sorry, what's uh, what? Uh, Okay, the, the, Ronnie, uh, so your grand, grandmother and grandfather had a syrup stand, which slowly expanded into a theme park. And the, the theme park is based on the idea of syrup sweetness. So what does that mean to you, Ronnie? It kind of means go, going to some place. I mean, the vision and the vision that we've tried to continue uh, is that you're going to some place uh, – just one or two steps outside of our world, our regular day-to-day world, uh, where you're a participant in a character in a place where everyone's syrupy sweet in every experience. You know, and not every, you know, every, not everything is perfect at our parks, uh, but we just embrace the idea of, we, you know, we took the idea of amusement park, as you said, uh, RW, and tried to make it something... Uh, much more concentrated, but without 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 being a parody of itself, it's like uh, you're setting aside all of your grouchiness, all of your judgment, and you don't have to. You know, there's people that come to the park; they don't have fun, or one person is paying for it and they're not happy, or people's expectations aren't met. But the goal would be that you go there. And you realize you're, you are suspending your disbelief. You're stepping into a world where it's not just a faux a service experience where it's like, hello, ma'am. Hello, sir. Welcome you know, to our fine establishment. Have a wonderful day. Where it's, it's so over the top that everyone is having fun in the over the topness. Uh, so instead of being a veneer... It's like a polished hardwood through and through the experience. Uh, and uh, I guess that's just supposed to be fun. Okay, Ronnie. So you have a park that uh, is, is like, it's almost like a, even irony is suspended. And it, it's, it's so over the top, uh, the kindness and leaning. Look, what kind of stuff goes on at Syrup Sweet Park? Okay, well, uh, you know, there's no lines. That's the one difference between an amusement park and our theme park. Yeah, or there's a, like, so we have very clear rules, uh, you know, and established set behaviors, uh, but you're supposed to leave all your worries behind. Uh, so that was the first thing, Grandpa. You said, okay, we'll theme the rides. Maybe the rides will be very similar to the other par- amusement parks. We'll theme them. But he also noticed that, you know, waiting in line wasn't fun. And so did my, 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 my mother and, and her siblings uh, when they would go with Grandpa. So every uh, attraction 
has waiting in line is one of the main attractions. There's parties uh, themed to different things for some lines. He called it Cues Without Blues, uh, which is it's, uh, pretty funny. Uh, yeah, Cues Without uh, Cues Without Snooze, snooze Cues You Choose. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, I think he did say that once, which Cues Without Blues. And so people loved that. Uh, it just it participated in that, and there was always like random giveaways, and it just just uh, every moment uh, thinking about the customer experience and making it more fun for them. And believe it or not, the pirate park kept growing. It was more and more successful until Z, you know, until Zbiff. I mean, I think that's probably why you're here. I mean, the, the, so the park had its highest attendance. Uh, it was just just a little bit over ten years ago. It was at the peak of the park, uh, so it had a long history. It had opened before I was even born, and then you know Zbiff uh, opened uh, Zbiff Joyce Adventure Park uh, or Joyce Adventure Land, I guess is now what it's called. So Zbiff had started slowly buying a property not that far from our park. Uh, uh, secretly doing it through a bunch of companies, uh, financing everything. And then once everything, the plans were locked, offered to buy our park out. Uh, uh, Grandpa refused to see Biff went forward and uh, started building the park. Grandpa said, well, there's probably room for both of us. And I guess over the past uh, 10 years, you know, it's mostly been uh, not, well, it hasn't, it, you, you kind of see the stories a little bit more complicated than it would seem. But, you know, Zbiff's plan was to just uh, slowly, you know, undercut us on pricing, uh, keep expanding their park to keep uh, Zbiff's customers busy, lure our customers away. Now, we were lucky because, you know, in, in a lot of uh, similar things, but never, Zbiff never caught the essence of our park. So we did, we have maintained a strong niche uh, support now in any other circumstances that would not have been enough uh, because it's just a big thing. But then um, let's see, this really gets is where things change. So I was in school uh, studying and like, uh, you know, I noticed everybody was unhappy. You know, what should we sell to Zbiff? Should we keep grandpa? You know, then grandpa moved on to the big farm in the sky and Aunt Sharon took over the company, and it was a tough times. So even though the park, you know, once the Zbiff, the closer Zbiff Park got to opening, uh, and then when it opened, uh, it, it it just was you know a lot of thinking about it, a lot of stuff. Now I was in school, and I'll be honest, I was just at a stage where I wasn't really. Uh, into the parks, you know, I was going through a rebellious phase wanting, you know, I, I was, uh, studying a lot of like uh, e-commerce things, you know, that's just how everything goes, uh, and, uh, mobile application stuff. And I just wasn't interested in the park. You know, I needed to, to, to go my own way. But at the same time, you know, there was, uh, I, I did, I was able to get some funding, uh, thanks to grandfather and, uh, to start my own, uh, company and it actually wasn't free funding, you know, that, that, uh, Surf Suite owned a, a large portion, was my main investor, uh, 
And I started this, I started Parade Ring. And I guess since you're coming with fresh eyes, you know, we'll kind of move in uh, to my office here. Because I try to keep uh, the Parade Rain app uh, separate from uh, Parade Rain, the company in Surf Sweep Park. Uh, but so I, when I was in, uh, in in graduate school and uh, starting this company on the side, I noticed, and, I, and probably the two of you are very familiar with the idea of raining on people's parades, right? Uh, uh, the idea that uh, especially in, in social media, social sharing, shopping platforms, and the ubiquitous of uh, this kind of... Uh, uh, this new new era we entered uh, as a culture that like uh, there's a large percentage of people maybe not the majority is that kind of way for people and and this happened interpersonally before before we were online of people saying wow did i really like uh, we saw it with syrup sweet park actually next issue why grandpa wanted to invest in the company was uh that you would see people and they'd say, wow, I love that movie. And then people would love to correct to people. Uh, contrarians, it, it's not the right word to describe it, but it does have a contrarian streak. And in interpersonal behavior, that's kind of probably what it is. Uh, people wanting to correct your personal opinion or experience. Uh, and I don't know, we, we, you know, it's just a, it's just a very human behavior. And normally when it's interpersonal, you could kind of walk away from it or say, wow, that uh, is a bummer. And then maybe choose to spend less time with that person who's raining on your parade. Or maybe you just uh, accept it as a form of human behavior. Uh, but I thought that uh, no one was monetizing this. So that was one thing. And I guess I didn't realize uh, the Pandora's box I was going to open. But I also thought, like, well, think about all this data or data, I don't know how you two refer to it, and think about all that, uh, all of these contrarian opinions uh, to something that's like, what could, be, what, what could we do with that data? Also, how could we monetize that data as well? And what else could we learn from this? Uh, but also, could we give people a central, a central hub to reign, to, to essentially... Uh, at what it became Parade Rain, the application. I guess I'm talking too much about my thing. I want to move towards solutions. But so eventually, and again, it's hard for me to pretend you two don't know anything because for a short time, Parade Rain was the biggest thing and uh, was known, you know, until uh, ZBIF essentially bought it from us, actually, and it wasn't purchased. It was just a lifetime license uh, because it retained a lot of rights because, you know, but anyway, so it became a play. Parade Rain was an application where you could essentially rate other people's ratings or, it, I mean, that was like how it was presented. So if someone said, wow, I love uh, this restaurant, uh, you could just correct their their thing or, uh, you could, uh, you know, be contrarian or, you know, it, it wasn't a looking back on it. I don't think I guess it was something that was both pitiable and inevitable at the same time. And it became very, very popular, very, very successful. And it actually offset all of the losses uh, that the park started experiencing. So it just came at the very right time. Everybody viewed me in the family as uh, 
I was very caught up in it. I'll be honest with you. I, I never like, uh, I don't know. I just saw the charges and said, could we use those charges for energy and didn't worry about the pollution? I, I, I guess that's the, the best, uh, analogy I could make, you know, I said, wow, we could make energy out of this or money. There's energy in these anti-opinions. Uh, and I didn't think about the, 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 well, the hard thing is there isn't really any consequences, you know, uh, other than the, 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 the some sort of pollution. I, I guess that's how I've started to frame it for myself. Now, at the same time, this became, even as I started to have complicated feelings about the platform it really started to carry the bark. And then we were right. This thing as a family. Do we want to be in the theme park business up against the ZBIF or do we want to be in the parade rain app business? And luckily my opinion started to hold more sway. And I said, well, you know, the, the history of these kind of applications is, uh, they do spark and then fade. So I, I said, what do we, most of my family, I, you know, I wasn't totally into the parks, but I said, well, everyone else uh, that is involved in this and that works here loves it. And our niche customers love it. Now, I still caught up in my thing. And so then we got an offer from ZBIF uh, to, again, license. I mean, first they wanted to purchase it, but we were in a position, a powerful position we had some patents and some things, uh, and ZBIF really wanted those. So we were in a position to just license it out, to keep a lot of the data. And, you know, ZBIF just integrated it into the pla their platform, and, and we were able to keep the Parade Rain name. And so right at the height of that, and, and my family turning to me, I said, well, why don't we also lean into this? Uh, so let's move in. This is our, our this is, uh, you know, this is the blue sky development section of the company here. Let's go through. I have my door, one of my office door goes right in, you know, through this corridor. We're in, right into the blue sky development. So these are the, the, the where the team works uh, in the offices. This is the main room. This is the model of uh, what we broke uh, now this and this is where we need your help i guess uh so this is parade rain park uh, it was is uh the sister park to serve sweets and it was my concept and you know not my entire vision the whole team contributed that uh what if we had a park that would took all of the data in opinions we learned from the ET opinions, you know, what would a theme park look like? How would we build a theme park for people that dislike that people like cotton candy, for example? You say, oh, I love cotton candy, and the cotton candy at Syrup Sweet Park is the best, or the maple cotton candy, you can't get it anywhere else, uh, you know, the people that uh, could correct, uh, technically, it's not, you know, can't call it cotton candy unless, uh, or just so you know, or, oh, I just strongly dislike it. C could we build a park for them? And what if we used Grandpa's example to make it unthreatening, like that uh, it's a role you play? And that's kind of the general idea for Parade Rain Park. Okay, uh, I hope you don't mind me saying it, but that's a terrible idea. 
Uh, you can't make something to police everybody, especially people that won't be policed. Uh, the, I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, we we well, we we uh, there was uh, there was dissent, uh, and I said, well, what if we say yes to even the dissent? Uh, okay, Ronnie, uh, let me just uh, let's just R.W. has strong opinions, uh, like some of the people opinions you've talked about. Uh, now, how far along are you on this new park? We're about uh, 80% finished, and we got a big invest. We really need it to work well. I mean, I, I, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I could tell you, before I tell you about the park, uh, that we either proceed and finish the park and hope that it works. And if it doesn't work, uh, at a, like, we, like we have about a four-year window and or we sell it to Zebif. Uh, Zebif would buy the parks, probably tear them down or operate them, you know, as an expansion of uh, a joyous adventure world. Okay, so you need basically you need our help to see if you should. Okay, tell us a little bit about it. So does it? It's like similar to Syrup Sweet Park, but obviously different. Yeah, so it does have, uh, we've kind of worked on it. I'll just try to give you a, a summary. Uh, uh, we have like five sections, uh, and we kind of just kind of worked on it. Uh, like, uh, I don't know, we're trying to take what worked about Syrup Sweet Park and, and then what, you know, everything. We tried to do everything based on what so one of the things was that uh we learned like one of the biggest things that per, uh, syrup sweet is that uh parade rainers really dislike that people like waiting in line at syrup sweet park that's one of the things that gets them the most upset okay wait a second what uh so people that dislike that people like have fun waiting in line at, at syrup sweet park that makes people upset Oh, very upset. Just the parade rainers, just a, per, a certain, uh, they would say, like, you're being, you know, they, they would make a lot of different reasons why, like, it's not okay to have fun waiting in line. Either waiting in line's wrong or enjoying waiting in line's wrong or, uh, you, you know, just that that's uh, naive. Oh, boy. And you tried to make a theme park to please these people. Well, not so much to please them, but so we try to make riffs on that. Uh, so we have one section of the park. There's uh, six attractions, but only one line, and it's kind of like a meandering tunnel. And it's kind of uh, you, you uh, kind of it's randomized. It's tough to explain, but but uh, basically, uh, through algorithms and depending on what information you input and, and if you use our app and stuff like that, uh, we know what rides you want to go on in this section of the park or depending on the number of people in your party. And it randomly lets you on rides. Uh, and so you kind of feel like you could be in line for any amount of time. It's all tightly controlled, but it seems random. So you could wait in line for 30 seconds or, you know, we tell people up to two hours, so that rarely happens. And all of the weights are balanced out so that you really everyone ends up waiting in line almost the exact same amount of time. And you're occupied while you're waiting in line, but you're also mentally occupied wondering 
you know, when they're going to be on, online. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Okay, why don't you tell us about the next section of the park? Okay, well, that next section of the park is called Forest of One, because another thing we knew that uh, most people dislike, but particularly parade rainers, is uh, when there's too many people, you know, the, the park, there's too many people that like the park or are at the park. So we have this Forest of One, it has attractions, uh, and it, it's very, it, it, it's again, very tightly controlled by algorithm, but you go in and you feel like uh, you're by yourself or just with your family. So there's a lot of paths, and they open and close to different people. Uh, so it's kind of made to feel the, the the ceilings and the sky and the forest is very open at the top, but uh, you're kind of led on these paths uh, to these attractions, and other people's presence is just hidden from you until the very end when you decide to exit that area, the forest of one. There's a big dance party zone. Okay, why don't you tell us the next part of the park? Well, the next is the next part of the park we're having trouble with, but again, uh, because some people say there's too much walking or too much, the park's too big. Uh, so that'll be a virtual section of the park. Uh, so that one's is still, that one is like set for expansion, which again is not looking great. Okay, what's next? Uh, the next section is called Chill, Thrill, and Spill. Uh, chill, thrill, and spill. Okay. So all the ride. another thing people, uh, parade rainers dislike that people like is like, oh, I like thrill rides. Oh, let me tell you that, uh, what about my four-year-old? Oh, I like uh, you know, dark rides uh, that are immersive and slow. Oh, well, those aren't thrilling. Oh, well, I like rides that I get splashed on, uh. Oh, well, I, I, that's, I don't like being wet. Uh, so these are all tr- all the attractions in Chill, Thrill, and Spill, five attractions. They have uh, three three different types of rides. Uh, so we have like a kind of, a, we call them a toddlers, uh, tweens, and teens. Uh, but it's really kind of a kid, any age child, uh, anyone, those that's like the chill. Uh, the spill is for... Uh, kind of tweens, and then the thrill or thrill rides for anybody that likes a thrill ride. So essentially it's one ride, but with three possible experiences, uh, depending on, you know, what you've chosen. Okay. Uh, sounds expensive. Oh, it was very expensive to design these attractions. Uh, kind of unprecedented. But it, it also may, in the end... When you look at the throughputs of the ride, so it could be very effective. Okay, why don't you tell us uh, what this area, these line, what is this green line going through the whole park here? Oh, that's a permanent parade rain zone. So that's a permanent parade that goes on the whole day through the whole park, uh, and you be like, uh, you can rain on the parade. Like, there's different places where you can turn on rain. You can march in the parade. There's a boo zone. There's a cheer zone. Uh, there's a zone where you can, for a price, you could rent a megaphone. And, uh, you know, th- that's in like a distant section of the park. Uh, and, yeah, we have uh, foam tomatoes and, and things like that. It just, uh, but a permanent parade. Okay. 
Okay, so tell us, Ronnie, like, what's the biggest problem, uh, uh, like, with this whole thing? Okay, well, I think your friend R.W. kind of gets it. Uh, it turns out that uh, raining on people's parade is not an all-day thing. I don't know how I didn't realize this. Uh, I had all the data. I had all the experience. Uh, but people kind of only, they don't bring the rain all day. They kind of like, it was in some sense, they splash and walk away. They view it as something very ephemeral. Even if it's, even if you're the rainy, if you're the rainer, you're just kind of like uh, viewing it like a, a squirt with a squirt gun. You're saying, hey, I'm doing this person a favor, correcting their mistakes uh, or mistaken viewpoints. And now I'm moving on. Even though that might be detached from what really happens, that's how most people view it. It's totally ephemeral, and there is no impact other than you, an act of kindness. Uh, like, hello, your taste in donuts is terrible. You obviously know nothing about donuts. Also, that isn't even a donut. Uh, just so you know, that's a pastry. And it doesn't taste good. Have a good day. Goodbye. And, you know, they don't want to be correct. You know, it, it, uh, I don't know how I was kind of... So it doesn't seem like a place that anyone wants to inhabit for a very long time. Even those that do, they don't view themselves as inha inhabiting it. I mean, I guess they do desire... I mean, the deeper desires are very clear. But, uh, you know, the the reality of the situation... Oh, boy, this sounds like a bunch of nincompoops. Uh, I was right... Uh, which one, Richie? Which one do you mean? Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, what do you mean? Well, I'm just saying, okay, so there's there's a tension here, uh, but the tension that is created, it's never really released, and it's not something anyone wants to kind of sit in or spend time with. It's more like you said, like pollution, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess that was a great analogy, uh, Ronnie. Like, and now I'm just going to move away from it. Uh, yeah, and we started a theme park based on this. So that's why, so I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, we're at a critical juncture. We put everything on pause because we ran, once we ran tests and experience tests, we realized, uh, I don't know. So do we just... Uh, give up and move forward. We, I mean, we can't, we're not, we're in a financial position. Like I said, we can go three or four more years, but that's it. Or give it, it maybe it's just easier to give it to ZBIF. What would Jay Jiffy do? Should we re, I don't know. Okay. Don't rain on your own parade, Ronnie, please. Okay. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, it seems like you're, you're taking on a lot, Ronnie. And you kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not, I don't know. The one thing about the first park is I think it's like this uh, strange myopic thing. And maybe you almost forgot that. Uh, well, what do you mean? I think like making the character part stronger. Uh, and like what you said about the pollution or the ephemeralness is... Uh, that parade rainers don't see themselves as parade rainers, really. They're they're favor doers, right? 
Okay, what do you mean? Well, Richie, I got. I think I know what you're saying. Uh, they're leaving behind, uh, and we need to take them on a journey. Yeah, R- Richie, you're right. Exactly. Like, what if uh, there's a way to build Parade Rain as an experience before Serp Sweet Park? I mean, I guess if you're a regular pass holder or something... Uh, but that, uh, like that dance zone in the forest of one, like there's a wishing well at the edge of a parade rain where you leave all of parade rain behind and go into Serp Suites. So, what you're saying is, like, basically, we take the park we already started building and shift the focus a little, right? Right, how would you do that, Ronnie? Well, I guess with the story and the theming. So that people are coming to Parade Rain as characters of Parade Rainers and not as real, they're not real Parade Rainers uh, looking for catharsis. But then how wouldn't people have to choose sides or something? Like, wouldn't that make it worse? Uh, uh, no, no, no. People are, uh, people, they need to be, well, no, yeah, I think what Richie's about to say is that, uh, you make it fun. They choose the role so they could be the kind of critical voice. I mean, they probably need a better name. That's what your creative team could come up with. The person there to enjoy uh, and then be corrected. Like, uh, you know, when people, those they go and sit on that thing or they throw pies at the person insulting them. And then people could also be observers. You could almost give people like, uh, I don't know, like... Uh, a pin or something to determine which role they're playing. Oh, wow. You're, you're right. Because deep down, I mean, what I did discover is that, uh, you know, behind all this, everybody's kind of has the same kind of de- desire or realizations. It's just getting expressed in different ways. So these could all be different approaches uh, that people could try on. And then I, wow, how did I not realize this? I think you did. I think it's just that's why Jif came us came here is we're just we're just helping. You're doing the doing. So they're in the park, just like in Syrup Suite, where they're. I mean, we could add a backstory even. Of uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many ways we could do it. This could be a parallel world, a pre-world. Uh, wow, really? Or. Uh, they could be using this uh, parade rain as power for Serb Suites. Uh, maybe it's a work of uh, like uh, like uh, one world versus the other world, worlds in balance. I think I think you're onto something, uh, and especially onto something with remembering. Yeah, that the people that are raining on the parade uh, they don't view, they view themselves as heroic. Uh, and maybe if they get to, maybe they could choose that character. I don't know if it'll change them, you know, in the end, or this would be more of an experience. And it is a fine line. I guess you have to find your way, Ronnie, like uh, with, uh, you know, making sure. I don't know. I, but I think you're, I think it's possible. I think you could do it. I think uh, you should. You, you seem to love this work. Uh, I think it would stand to, to uh, kind of counterbalance things with ZBIF, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think you should really stick it to ZBIF. Uh, 
but you know, in your own way, by 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 being successful, your own success. Well, thank you both uh, so much. Uh, I'd like to give you both a VIP passes to Syrup Sweet Park. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. We don't. Uh, I'm actually like Parade Rainer myself, uh, but I'm like not not in that way you were talking about in an actual helpful way. But I, you know, I could see, you know, I'd like to correct all of them too. Uh, so thanks. We, James and I are going to go. Uh, but it was good seeing you. Uh, good meeting you. Happy to help you. Thanks for helping us, Ronnie. We'll see you later. Well, Richie, uh, that went pretty good. Uh, well, I don't know, James. Like, uh, I, I had a lot more to say, but I uh, I just followed your lead and listened. Okay, let's go. Let's go. I think it's time for us to get some sleep. What do you say? Uh, I say good night, buddy.